and welcome to the Japan Holic Podcast. Podcast routed by topics all about Japan and discussed by one certified Japan Holic, Miro Taylor Fry. Uh, last last week, well, yeah, had to have been last week. Uh, I talked about overrated animes, and I said that I was going to be going over underrated animes in a few weeks. I decided to do it this week. So here we are today, going over underrated anime shows. Um. This one, I actually do have a couple animes uh, of my own that I believe are underrated that, you know, not a lot of people on Twitter talk about, and I find I find it a, a shame, I guess, in a way. Um, and all, the, all these series that I talk about uh, today are all going to be based on my opinions, so... You know, they could be a little bit popular in a way, I guess. But uh, most of these are probably, like, pretty recent. I don't think any of the animates we're going to talk about. Um, I think all the animates we're going to talk about are in the 2010 decades. I think the oldest that I'll talk about is maybe 2010, maybe? I could be wrong, I think. Depends on the animates that I talk about. But... Um, before I get into that, though, I want to just, you know, ask if everybody's doing okay during these, these rough times. Personally, I'm doing okay, but I am going, feeling under the weather today. And it could be because I, because my sleep schedule's all been all over the place lately. I mean, it is terrible. My sleep schedule's probably at its worst. Like, I, I do remember a few years ago during, during the summer times, I would always stay up during the nights and sleep during the days, like a literal owl, but it's kind of like that now, except I always go to sleep around like 5 o'clock in the morning, and then I'm like asleep till like 3 o'clock. It's no later than 3 that I've wake, w- waken up, which is good, because I don't want to waste any more of the freaking day that I've already had. Um, So yeah. It's been a rough, it's been a rough year, uh, but in, in a weird way, it's been the most productive year of my life, so, in a way, it's a good thing, but it's also a very bad thing, so, yeah, if you're listening to this, I hope you all are having a safe week, because it's been quite a, quite a few, quite a few months for 2020, I'll say that much, um, and I'll try to get, I'm trying to get Brody on the podcast, I'm trying to get Alex back on the podcast as well. Try to get as many guests on here as I possibly can in the next few weeks. Because I know a lot of people enjoy where I sit and talk with a special guest. And I'll probably probably get into that in hopefully a couple weeks. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do in the next few weeks. But enough talking about the podcast for now. Uh, probably continue on to near the end I guess I don't know uh let's go ahead and let's go over some underrated animes uh I have a few that came from Twitter and I'll get to those at the very end so stay tuned for that if you are one of the ones that uh commented on the um the post on Twitter because if you if you don't know on my Twitter page I do raid I do on occasions ask uh, you know like post uh podcast topic threads so if you want to go and comment on those podcast topic threads go ahead and uh follow me over at the japanaholic one over on twitter all right 
The first one that I want to go over is one that I've just recently started watching. Probably a finished it by the time this actually gets uploaded, considering you're in quarantine. Um, this one came out in summer 2012, so I think this one is old to a lot of people's standards. <laughs> but it's called Kokoro Connect. This was made by Silver League Studios. My god, do I love this freaking show. Um, and for me to put it bluntly, this show is very similar to the Bunny Girl Senpai series that I already enjoy and I already love to freaking death. It is one of my favorite series and it's probably the most popular <laughs> series uh, coming from the 2018-2019 year of anime. Oh crap, what year did it come out? 2018? Had to have been 18 if I remember. No, 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 no. It was, 20, it was 2019. It had to have been. I remember now. But Kokoro Connect is very similar to the Body Girl Senpai series, even though it is older than that. But I'm comparing it to the Senpai series because it's very recent and people know the Body Girl Senpai series. But if anybody has not seen Kokoro Connect, please watch it. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, the, the story goes is that there's five students at a club. And they're experiencing supernatural stuff. Basically the same premise as the Bunny Girl Senpai series. Five characters having issues, I guess. Um, but in the, um, the one thing that I've noticed is in the Bunny Girl Senpai series, it is explained that it's puberty adolescence. Whereas in Kokoro Connect, it's literally somebody messing around with them as... I don't want to get into too many spoilers as to what exactly they have happened going on, you know, with them. I'll let you find out for yourself, but do know that there is a character, uh, their teacher named Mr. Go is actually being controlled by this guy named Heartseed, which is causing all these supernatural things. And my god, is it such a good freaking series. I do recommend watching it. Because, um, oh my god, if you love the Buddy Girl Senpai series... Dude, you would absolutely flippin' love the Kokoro Connect series. I mean, I love it. I freaking enjoy the absolute hell out of it. Okay. Um, the sex one that I want to talk about is not necessarily, like, you know, underrated in terms of, like, popularity. It was probably one of the more popular summer 2019 shows that came out. But it's defi it definitely deserves to be talked about a lot more than it, than it is. And that's the Machiko Masuku series, which is the Demon Girl Next Door. I started watching this series a couple weeks back. I still haven't gotten... I'm close to finishing it. Trust me, I'm getting close to finishing it. But oh my god, do I absolutely love... Do I absolutely love this series? Y Yuku and Momo. Oh my god, those two. I love them. Okay, not to mention that uh, Yuku is <laughs> voiced by Konami Kohara, who voices just about every single airhead you can think of, <laughs> except for Yui. She voices Chika, she voices, uh, she voices, oh, who was that airhead in uh, the Takachi-san series? Hold on. Uh, da -da 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 -da. I'm looking it up right now, give me a second. Oh, uh, Mina, yeah, sorry. Mina Hibino, uh, she voices... She voices Mio in Domestic Nakana Show, which is very surprising. I didn't expect that when I was <laughs> when I first looked up uh, 
first looked her up. Yeah, she voices... My god. Konomi is probably one of my favorite seiyus. I'll probably go over my favorite seiyus in the next couple weeks. I don't know. Um, god, I... That series. I just recommend watching that series. Because, for whatever reason, I just... I love... I love it so much. For whatever reason. It's probably just because it's a demon girl and she's an airhead, so I don't know. Uh, this next one here. I'm pretty sure if... I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who have seen this series. And it's kind of talked about everywhere on Twitter. But I still find it very underrated because it's one of those... What's it called? Uh, slow burner shows. And this one is called Nan Nan Biori. This one came out in 2013, which to this day I'm surprised that a lot of people are talking about this series. Okay, because this was released back in 2013, okay? Now, maybe asking yourself, well, that's not too far ago. That's seven years. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's a lot of anime shows from like 2015, 2016, and 2017 that really need to be talked about more. Okay, it's like there were some good shows back in those years, but they do not get talked about anymore because, well, yeah, they're old. And then you get to like, you know, even older, like 2010s and stuff like that. There's one anime that'll go over here pretty soon. But, my god. They don't get talked about very much at all. Maybe a couple big ones here and there, like the Origayu series, the My Romantic Teen Comedy series. Um, you know, anything older than that sometimes doesn't get mentioned. You know, Harmony Suzumiya is probably the biggest anime, in terms of talk-wise, <laughs> on Twitter in the decade of 2000. Well, I could be wrong on that, but I see a lot of Harmony Suzumiya stuff on Twitter, so. But, continuing on with, Jimmy, Nan Nan Biori. My god, it's one of my, next to Eurocap, it's one of my favorite slow burner shows. Because this one is a slow burner slice of life that deals with countryside of living. Not so much city life, which um, is different for me because almost all the animes that I've seen, aside from the occasional few, are in the cities. You know, there's like a few that are in the countryside. Two of Alex, I mentioned another one here later. I'm pretty sure by the time you're listening to this, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You're talking about 2010 and countryside living and slice of life. Yeah. There's only one anime that comes to mind when you think of those two things. Well, to me at least. I'll talk about that later. But Nanyan Biori is... That slow burner anime that's like... I'm surprised it's being talked about still to this day because it's like... It's so good. I'll admit. It's so good. And the characters are so hilarious. And, you know... In a way, kind of relatable. There's a few characters I relate to in there, but... Still, absolutely one of my favorites. Now, this one came out just last year. It also came out in summer 2019. Um, and I swear to God, I, I see nobody talking about this show anymore. Which is upsetting, because it is one of my f my favorite shows next to Asobia Sobase. Which, while it is, while I do find that incredibly underrated, not everybody would watch that because of its animation style in a way it kind of it's kind of like jojo's bizarre adventures in terms of like animation it could get very weird so eh, asobi asobase i would recommend watching 
because it is underrated. I do find it underrated, but I just the animation won't fit everybody's like taste, I guess. And at first, it didn't really fit mine, and then I got used to it. It's kind of like you know, Love Live with their bad CGI. It's like a lot of people don't like it, but then there's that few that actually do find it okay. I don't like CG. I've <laughs> any CG in anime. Ugh. It's like, ugh, ugh. But no, continuing on with this one. I absolutely, I cannot, for the life of me, recommend this show enough to anybody who's looking to, like, burst out in laughter. Okay. And it's the How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift series. Now, I find this series to be one of the best comedies I have ever watched. And I've watched a ton of comedy anime shows. But none, none will top the Dumbbell series. Oh my god. The plenty amount of times where I've had to pause the episode to catch my breath after laughing so much. Or, or, um, or the amount of times they break the fourth wall. Oh my god, it's like, Gintama levels are funny, okay? I will admit, Gintama is a very, very good anime. And very hilarious at times, but... You know, Kitamas, of course, it's it's not underrated because it's probably one of the most popular animes out there. So, I can't really talk much about Kitamas today. Probably later in life, but not today. <laughs> but, dude. Oh my god. This show got, uh, what? Got a 9 out of 10 on my book, which doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often that you would find 9 out of 10s or 10 out of 10s on my, on my list. You know, they would have to be extremely good, you know, like, ones that I would have to keep recommending to everybody over and over and over on a freaking daily basis, I guess. And, oh my god, I cannot tell you how- <laughs> It's so funny. If you have not seen the How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift series, please watch it. Please watch it. Because, yeah, it may be about, like, weight training and, you know, as much as I don't really want to get into the gym because I don't care about, you know, getting fit right now because I feel pretty fit I feel pretty healthy as I am right now so I'm not gonna really hit the gym yet I, I still was pretty interested in the series and it was pretty hilarious nonetheless oh and if we're talking about oh my god why did I talk about this one earlier dude the Orisuki series the are you the only one who loves me series why isn't nobody talking about that series does nobody know how good that series actually is? Because it has a lot of drama, but man, is it really freaking good. Oh my god. Why is nobody talking about that series? I forgot all about that series until like just recently and I just rewatched it all. And I'm like, man, I, I remember why I really love it. Excuse me. I really enjoyed this series. It's because it's super freaking amazing. I cannot recommend it enough. And if we're talking about romances and stuff like that well how about the boku wa tomodachi skinai series the hanganai series um this was was probably one of my first romance comedy drama yeah uh shows that i had watched probably one of the first outside of domestic nakata show um but I watched this, and I was kind of 
in a way, very interested in the series. I watched the first season, and then I didn't really get into it. I didn't really get into the, the second season until, like, the fourth episode in or something like that. I think the fourth or fifth episode. But, um, me and Brody talked about this a while back. We were discussing our favorite animes. Yeah, I recommend watching it, but it really needs a third season, though. But it won't get a third season, unfortunately. This one came out in spring 2019. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I talk about this series quite a bit. If you've seen my YouTube channel even, you know I've mentioned this quite a bit of times. It's the Hitori Bochi series. You know? Um, I think this is one of the most relatable animes. Um, at least for its demographic-wise, which is like teenagers and stuff like that who are like going into high school or into middle school or something like that especially if you're transferring schools or entering into school yeah this is quite relatable because i think we've all had those those types of terrible social anxiety and even to this day some you know somebody like me probably has that a little bit i mean i'll admit it's not as bad as it was like five years ago where i did not want to talk to anybody at all but I watched the Tori Bochi series and it's like, yeah, this is absolutely relatable because it's like the, the, the anxiety of talking to people and the stress of, you know, trying to keep up and make sure that they don't forget you and stuff like that. Oh my God. If you have not seen the Tori Bochi series, please watch it because I, it's relatable it, in a way. It is possibly the most relatable anime to come out of the spring 2019 season. So, and I don't, mm, I kind of want to say it it's up there in my top five favorites now because I just rewatched it and I remembered why I loved it so much, but I don't know. It's a close, it's a close sixth place, baby. I don't freaking know. Now there's a lot of series that I could be going over, but I'm going to limit it, limit it, limit it, mm, lemonade. That sounds good right now. Lemonade. Mm. I'm going to limit my next choices down to two because I've seen and completed over a hundred different anime shows, which is not a lot compared to what everybody else has probably watched. But I've seen like hundreds of like anime shows and anime clips and anime series that, um, that I'm kind of getting interested in. So I'm going to limit it. I said limit it. I can't spit. I'm going to limit it down to my last two choices here, which the first one's, I'll, the first one is, you know, an easy pick for any, oh God, for anybody who really wants to get into the etchy side of things, let's, let's talk about my possibly the most underrated show of the entire, entire existence of anime. Created by Field Studio, Fall 2010, Yosuga no Sora. I don't think, I've, I rarely see people talking about this series still to this day. Maybe one person on like a grand blue full moon night. Okay, I'll probably scroll through Twitter one night and it's like, oh, there's a picture of Haru and Sora. I remember that series. That was my first etchy show that I watched. 
And man, did, was it a good one. Because how I actually got into the series was I was recommended this series by somebody on a Discord server. Which was surprising that they had it on freaking Crunchyroll in the first place. But hey, I'm not complaining. I don't think anybody would be complaining if they had an easy way to watch it. <laughs> but my god. You know, the fact that it only has an average rate kick of 6. According to my Annie list, or my uh, Annie list, sorry, it's not my Annie list, it's Annie list, because it's different, trust me. But my god, dude. <laughs> I will admit, it is like a slow burner-ish kind of show. Like, I, because it's set in the country, there's it's very slow-paced in a way, and then there'll be times where it jumps rapidly. Like, it... Like, shifts it in the fourth gear many different times. But that's, like, at the end of each arc. It's mostly in, like, first gear pacing. And it's, like, you know, you get to learn the characters with some nice, beautiful, like, background OST going on in the background. And in a way, it's kind of like non non beauty in terms of, like, its scenery and the music. And it's slower to pace. But the one thing that sets it apart from non non beauty is, is that it's a romance etchy show. And at the end of each arc, I'm not going to spoil it, but it gets quite spicy. So I w if you have not seen Yosuke no Sora for like the hundredth time today in this episode of the podcast, please watch it. Because I can't stress this enough how even though it is 2010 and it was made by Feel Studio, it is incredible how underrated this show is, in my opinion. And as well as like... The seiyus that worked on this show are, like, almost non-existent in any other anime shows. So I'm just trying to figure out exactly why that is. Like, it's, a, it's like an unsolved mystery. It's like, what happened to all those seiyus that worked for the Yasuga no Sora? Because they do work for other anime shows, but they're, like, maybe, like, like 10, maybe 11 other shows that they've worked. Um... I know one of them, can't remember who it was, but they worked on uh, Onisuke, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But they worked on one of the other animes that I've seen in the past. And I was caught I was caught off guard because it's like, wow, you know, an actual seiyuu that worked on Yosuke no Sora is actually getting another shot at, you know, working in the seiyuu industry. Wow, what a surprise. I don't know. It's like, I think most of them came from the visual novel. I, I know a few of them came from the visual novel or the arrow gay or whatever um, that this was based off of. I think I know. I think maybe one or two came from it. I don't remember exactly, but it's like talking about it like character say you wise. I, ooh, it's weird because like they sound so well. You know, I think it is because they're probably like freelance uh, seiyus, which don't get a whole lot of attention lately. Because, you know, if you don't work for a, a seiyu company, then you're probably not going to get much, like, work. As much work as a, like, a, because you probably won't get too many auditions or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, the fact that, you know, this series, I mean, it was talked about quite a bit during, like, the early 2000s. 10 decades like 2011 to 2012 of course because it was that anime in a way it was like uh interspecies reviewers in like 2010 except it actually didn't get taken off of crunchyroll because it you know turned into a h 
show near the end there. Briefly. Well, I would say briefly, but then you watch the end of almost every episode. They have those chibi versions of the characters, and there could be some weird shit there. I'll admit, there could be some weird-ass shit there. But, Yosukunosaur is probably one of my most underrated shows that I would uh, recommend anybody watching. Um, I showed Brody that, too, so, yeah. Um, this, God, this last one, I have like a toss-up between, because I want to get to the Twitter ones, because this episode is quite long already. I don't want to go longer than an hour, but I have a toss-up between like two shows that I found to be one of my favorite shows to watch. Um, Seiyu Shoujo and High School Fleet. Um, in terms of popularity, I have to talk about High School Fleets, though, because I did not expect... I did not expect that, I can't speak, I did not expect myself to like this series, but I love this series. Um, you know, I would admit, I would, I would admit that, you know, um, Seiyu Shoujo is probably one of my favorite series to come out of the 2019 season because it's cute, but I think a lot of people have already seen that series. Not a lot of people have seen the High School Fleet series, which came out back in the spring of 2016. But... Um, but High School Fleet, I feel like I'm the only one that's seen this series. I swear, I feel like I'm the only one that has watched this. Because it's like, nobody, and I mean nobody, talks about this series. Like, not even on YouTube can I find, like, a bunch of, uh, videos on this. I barely find any. Other than the opening, which was made by Trisail, which, that was the reason I got into the Trisail band in the first place, was because of that series. Surprisingly, was not from Aramanga Sensei. I mean, in hindsight, it kind of was because I listened to Adrenaline and it, it did give me the clarities with, um, with its opening. Can't pronounce that opening as of right now, but, um, but I first got into Trisail because of the High School Fleets show. Um, and it does have a movie that I think has, I don't know. Yeah, it did come out, I think, but it hasn't gotten anything in the in the states yet so i really want to watch the movie though but anybody who really wants a good summary as to what's going on with the series anybody who's kind of interested in it based on the title it's basically a bunch of high school girls in battleships fighting for their lives because i because their school got like infected with a sickness or whatever that caused them to turn heels wrestling term wise bad guys and now they're fighting for their lives almost every episode feels like they're just gonna you know get titanic and freaking sunk to the bottom of the sea but you know it's a good show i do recommend watching it but only if you really are interested in like battleships and stuff like that it's like battles what if battleships had an anime series except you know more drama filled i guess so, I think that's enough on my end of the spectrum of underrated animes. Let me see if I can name off and figure out if I know any of the anime series from Twitter real quick. Alright, so back earlier in the month of April, 
I asked everybody over on my Twitter page over at the Japan Olympic One to drop off some underrated animes in their opinions and give off a little bit of info information if they can. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Jans of Taku Nonsense's underrated anime show, which uh, he, he says, quote, now and then, here and there, it is probably the most criminally underrated anime I've ever seen. In the four or so years I've seen it, I've only talked to one single person that's heard about it. He goes on to say, a boy named Suzu, Shuzo, Shuzo, sorry, who, in an attempt to save an unknown girl, is transported to another world which may be the Earth in the far future. The world is desolated and materialized. I may have said that first word wrong. Sorry if I have. I'm not good at English. Survival is a daily struggle for displaced refugees, and water is a scarce camaraderie. It is a great anime. Now, have I actually heard of the series? I think I've actually heard of it. I remember the name. The name sounds awfully familiar. I just... I haven't seen much of it, and I do admit. <laughs> it's like, if I don't know the anime series, yeah, that it is possibly underrated, because I don't... Because I've pretty much heard of almost every anime season series that's come out in the decades of like 2010 and some from early 2000s i think i'm mean, eh, i could be wrong depends on when it was actually released so and assuming that it is an isekai ish kind of show i'm going to assume that it came out in like 20 late 2010s eh it's probably early 2000s i could be wrong all right this next one here comes from at midnight castle who says, either a certain magical index or Tiger and Bunny. He puts in parentheses, Railgun is talked about a lot in the in the Western, which I will admit, yeah. A certain scientific Railgun is definitely talked about a lot in the Western, in the Western culture here. But, um, certain magical index I've heard of. I've actually heard of that. I think it's in my watch list, I believe. I could be wrong. I don't think it, nah. If it's not, it will be added to my watch list because I was pretty interested in that series. Tire and Money. I was pretty sure I, I I thought I've heard of this series, but now that I try and remember the, the name of Tiger and Bunny, I just cannot remember much about it. I thought I knew something about it, but I guess I don't. And that sucks. I hate that I can't remember that show. And the last one here comes from Hermabi101, who says, I don't hear a lot of talk about Gurren Lagan. It's one of my favorite anime of all time. Hmm. Surprisingly, I think I've heard of that series. The name sounds very, very, very familiar. And I'm not, I, I mean, probably because it has Lagan. I'm thinking of Lagoon, like Black Lagoon, Lagoon, but... <laughs> Spongebob references in an anime podcast. What do you know? But no, I think I've heard of that show actually now that I think about it. But I could be actually wrong about knowing that series or not. I don't know. But yeah, anyways, that will wrap it up for this for this week's episode of the Japanholic podcast. Um, All I got to say is that I'm probably thinking of doing a Q&A episode in the next couple of weeks i don't want to say next week but it'll happen sometime soon i just i kind of want to get some questions down that i haven't already answered now that's already looking pretty difficult 
over on my Twitter page. But if you want to go ahead and, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't follow my Twitter page and you want to ask a question, uh, it's my pin. It should be my pin post as of recording this or as of uploading this uh, over at the Japanholic one. Um, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and comment down a question down below. I could use that as well. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. I don't have an email set up for this yet. Uh, for this podcast because I don't see any reason to as of right now. Probably I'll set up an email system later where you can email me and have like topic discussions or whatever. I could probably do that once this podcast gets like six months old or whatever. Um, but I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, please click the follow button. If you're listening to this over on iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, uh, Spotify, or if you're on the YouTube side of things and you're new to the channel, click the subscribe button and, you know, click that bell. I'm kidding. I'm not that much of a sellout yet. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I should mention. Um, it is the month of May. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out if I should, uh, say anything else. Hold on. Um, I do know that I'm going to be start using my second channel over on YouTube down, uh, more often than more often now. Um, in fact, I'm thinking there may be an update video at the end of this month discussing a few things that I want to talk about for the future. So keep an eye out for that. I guess if you're list- if you're a big fan of my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube channel is just about ready to hit thousand subscribers, but we're just that freaking close. We're just that close, that close. Just like a, like a, like a atoms away or maybe like a small pebble away so if you can do me a big favor and see if we can get this channel up to a thousand subscribers i'll probably do like a <clears throat> probably do a 12 hour live stream uh 12 hour live stream is just me playing minecraft or something me just playing random games and talking to the audience for 12 hours straight god knows i can do that pretty easily but if you can do that go ahead and you know, help me out a little bit. Try to get my YouTube channel off the ground. Get up up to a thousand subscribers, baby. Getting really close, but it's not there yet. But anyways, guys, like I said before, thank you all so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. My name is Taylor, the Certified Japanaholic. And I will see you all next Wednesday morning for another episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. Good night. And stay safe, boys and girls. <laughs>